Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic pie cast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. This is the Epic Pie Cast, episode 37. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Now, folks, before we begin, we have an announcement to make. Big changes are afoot here at the Epic Pie Cast. Uh, new beginnings, if you will. Surely these last two months, you've noticed that our third co-host has been absent. Unfortunately, Rachel Shank will no longer be joining us as a co-host here at the Epic Piecast. She is on to greener pastures and definitely bigger and better things. But who knows? Perhaps someday down the road she'll join us again as a guest or in some other capacity. But regardless of what the future holds, we wish Rachel only the very best. And now... Back to the program. Welcome back, Schaefer. Welcome back, Lugo. Hey, it's been 30 days. So it's time to do this nonsense again. (laughs) Do you think anyone's listening? Because they're all probably preparing food and watching giant balloons. Oh, my God. Float around Manhattan on television because it's... It's Thanksgiving, yeah, it's Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. Do you think do you think they're they're listening to the podcast while they're making dinner? I like to think that they are. <gasps> oh. But who knows? I, that makes me feel good for I some don't. reason. I don't know why. Happy Thanksgiving, listener. Yay! Save a drumstick for me. I might get drunk enough to listen to this podcast while I watch a giant Charlie Brown trot down Fifth Avenue. That's not true because, uh, well, actually, no, you're you're still going to be in town on Thanksgiving. Today. Yeah. Yes, I am still in town. You're still I'm in looking ta- yeah. at you in town right now. I'd say. Gobble, gobble. Yes, gobble, gobble. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> let's watch the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Fuck you. You're not my real dad. And then pass out in a chair and then wake up and eat more pie. You know, I mean, speaking of, like, new beginnings and new starts, and, and like, there's been a lot of new shit going on in my life. Uh, I, I, got, I got a new job. You did get um, a new job? I'm getting a new apartment. A new apartment. A new yeah. home. 
uh, a new home. Like uh, there's there's uh, new opportunities in my life. But yeah, I'm just this. I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so damn tired. You, I I need a nap. You are like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. What? Is, I don't get the reference. Uh, that one is uh, subtitled "A New Beginning." Oh, I see. I see. That is also the only film in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise that does not feature Jason Voorhees. I I, I, I don't understand the reference. I see, he wasn't seen... in that one. Oh my God! Because he you're died really, in the gonna, final chapter, really which is the movie to me. which is. Listen, you're I'll say really, it right now. You're really explaining the movie. Final movie. chapter is. I hate you. Part four is the best so of the much. Friday Thirteenth movies. That a young Corey Feldman. I hate you so much. Uh, uh, so he died like he does at the end of every movie, and then at number five he wasn't there. So it was somebody who was like a copycat who was just, a fan doing please it, stop. and then he came back in part six. Jason please, lives. Please stop. So you are like chapter five. Please. Please stop. Which came out in 1985, I believe. First of all, who let the cow in here? That's. Uh... Oh, sorry. I have a really bad alarm on my phone. <laughs> let me turn that off. Um, now that you've thoroughly confused me and our one listener, uh, I, uh, I all, all I'm saying is there's a lot of new stuff in my life. A lot of good stuff. That's good. You know, lots of lo- lots of endings, lots of door openings and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. That's so exciting and hopeful. Yeah. My life is just very old. <laughs> Shut up. I, I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I'm really kind of shocked, uh, this year because generally speaking, every year that I've known you, your birthday is not just a birthday. It is a month unto which... You essentially make everyone around you celebrate your birthday for the entire fucking month. Well, here's the thing. I don't, and this year you didn't, you didn't do it. This year you didn't do it. And so it threw me off. I didn't do it. And here's why. Why? Because I don't care anymore. <gasps> Who are you? And what have you done with Shay for the Dark Lord? Last year's birthday was a milestone. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. It, I was 40. Yeah. This year, I am now just in my 40s. Well, yeah. Last year's felt like a thing. Yeah. This feels like defeat. Oh. No, that's also, I'm actually, to wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I know that sounds a little grim. I'm only saying it. I'm only characterizing it in that way. Sure. In sure. my defense, I only characterize it that way. Right. Because I am currently in the throes of crippling depression. Well, <laughs> yeah. The worst I've known in years. Okay. So uh, that's why I didn't make a big to-do and blow out <laughs> candles and shit on my birthday. Because I'm too busy managing my feelings just so I can barely be a functioning, existing person in society. Okay. But I have played some video games and that was fun. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, there's so much weight. I'm also stop. feeling old. Oh, no, I, no we're, not, we're not dwelling on this because I've actually said more than I want to. I will say the rest of it to Dr. T, my therapist. But Oh my God. But adding that's to the so theme, much to unpack. Adding God to the theme it. of how I am... Uh, you're you have a bunch of a new beginning. Yeah, looks like Friday Thirteenth Part Five. Stop. I have, have been doing old things. Like I got old <laughs> for one, and also because next month I am I am guest hosting the Pink Room's burlesque tribute to X Files. Yes, and I kind of missed out on the X Files uh, phenomenon in the '90s. I saw a handful of episodes. Wasn't sure. really into it. Sure, but for this hosting gig, I have committed myself to marathoning. Nine seasons and two movies of the X Files, uh, so that I can prepare for why, the show for why, this hosting gig. Why do you hate yourself? Uh, I don't hate myself. Well, all right, mm. I don't hate myself. 
that's not indicative of me hating myself. That is indicative of me being very committed to research for a hosting gig. <laughs> but I've actually, the thing I found out is that I really like the X-Files. I, I, I thought you I thought you might, actually. Here's the thing. I don't have, like, I know a lot of people go back and watch television series from 12, 20 years ago that they really loved. Sure. But they'll have a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I don't have that. No, no. And as it turns out, it still kind of stands up. I mean, some of the tech oh, yeah. and computer stuff is, is a little, like, oh, look at you guys. You didn't know how to anything. You know how to internet. But it's... But the, but the storytelling actually still kind of uh, no, absolutely. stands up, and I really yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Here's the thing that I've really enjoyed taking away from it. What's that? Their relationship is not entirely dissimilar from ours. And when I say they, I'm talking about the lead characters. Oh, well, first of all, I didn't fall off the fucking X-Files truck yesterday, asshole. The point is this. Yeah. You are Agent Scully, and I am Agent Mulder. <laughs> Yeah, you can't argue that. No, no, I don't disagree, but I want to know your reasons why. Terrific. Agent Scully (laughs) is a hardened skeptic. Sure. A doctor and a champion of science. Yes. She is brought in. That is her defining trait. They bring her in and make her work with Mulder in the basement because he chases chases all of these chupacabras and shit. And they bring her in (laughs) to say like, hey, scientific explanation. Yeah. And you. Yeah. The hard-nosed atheist skeptic uh science enthusiast except except uh, uh, agent scully was not an atheist i'm talking about in our dynamic all right? i see i see what you're saying i see okay. what you're saying okay whereas i on the other hand yeah my attitudes regarding a supreme being are agnostic in nature okay in other words i want to believe oh i see what you did there i actually do I have no reason to believe in the existence of God or no. supreme being. No, not at all. But there's a part of me deep down that kind of wants that to be a thing. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of do. I kind of do. I kind of want to be like, okay. I kind of want to be wrong and be like, holy shit. I was so wrong for all those years and I wrote all of that blasphemous material. Whereas you, on the other <laughs> hand, are like, shyance, shyance, shyance. That is the worst <laughs> That's the worst Jillian Anderson Jillian impression, impression ever? ever. Yes. Look, I'm not known for my impressions. I'm known for my shitty rap songs. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it's funny. I, I've actually been watching an old TV show, too. What are you watching? Deadwood. Oh. Yeah. So much swearing. I love it. So I've, I've been watching um, because, because I don't have time to go through my Hulu queue. And, um, but the, the Amazon Prime video app, actually just added a function where I can download videos and watch them offline. So that's what I've been doing. So I, I've been downloading all of these videos. And because I have Prime, I've got a lot of TV shows I can just watch for free. One of them, which is Deadwood. Nice. And I'm just barreling through them like a fucking fiend. It's good, right? I love this show so fucking much. I've never heard... More creative uses for the word cunt in my entire life. Or cocksucker for that or matter. Or cocksucker. I think my favorite phrase so far is, um, and, it, and it's said by one of the, the one of the main characters, Swearingen, the big bad guy of, of the, course uh, yeah, of the of the show, and he says, uh, <laughs> "Those cunting hoople heads." That's <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. That's a marvelous use of syllables. Yeah, and those language cunting. And Hoopleheads is my most favorite phrase of all time. Hey, how about that? Um, how about that Bladderstone episode, huh? <gasps> oh my! God. <laughs> I 
Yes. I stopped That's watching the show two. for a while because I, I had, two, I had like yeah. a stomach ache that lasted days. So for those for those of you who don't know, Deadwood is set in an um in the old uh uh town of Deadwood before it became annexed into um the Dakotas. And um, before law and government was was there, and uh, so basically, it's the Wild West. It is the de- the definition of the Wild West, and you have all of these uh, characters who all have their own specific wants and needs, and they're all crooked in some way, except for like maybe the sheriff is less crooked than most people. Um, and there's sex, and there's violence, and there's just blunt no filter uh, talking about topics, but it's done. The writing is beautiful. It is Shakespearean. That's how beautiful it is. Uh, and I can't get enough of it. It is, is I, I'm sad that there's only three seasons because uh, I'm coming up. Uh, I'm, I just finished season two and uh, I, I'm kind of sad that I'm going to be watching season three and then it'll be over. The Epic Pie Cast where you can hear old men give you elevator pitches for 10-year-old television shows. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's exactly what just happened. That is what just just happened. <laughs> oh my fucking gods. So, I'm very excited about our guest this month and yeah, I think yeah. that that's plenty of catch up for us. Absolutely. Let's get because out of here. we need to we no, need to, we got we need to talk about we pop need culture. To ta- we need to take the pills that are in the Thursday box. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with our guest in just a moment. Bounce about and have some fun with you. There's something wild behind your smile. I see it trickle through. Maybe we can teach each other a new trick or two. So where to? My place or yours or anywhere where we can get behind closed doors? I'll gladly go and grab us up a cab. But before that, I must ensure that everything is well up aboard. Yeah. Here's my full name and here's my address in case you wanna send them to your best friend in a text and let them know where you're going, who you're with, and when you leave, or even ask them if there's anything they've heard about me. We've had a couple drinks tonight. Are you impaired? Are you stumbling? Are you fucked up or are you aware and coherent and quite capable of making decisions? Then cool, but I'll keep asking for conviction. And we go one, one, two, two, three, and three, four. Though your words say yes, I'ma need a little more. I know you want it when you react with intent. But first, I need that enthusiastic consent. And we go four, four, three, three, two, and two, the one, one. Checking, checking in, even after we're done. But before we progress, stop before we undress. I'ma need a lot more than a yes. I don't see the mere fact that you flirt with me as a sealed contract of our sexual certainty. It doesn't matter what you said when you were sexting me. It only matters how you say it when you're next to me. And I don't care if we've done it before or if earlier we made out on the dance floor. For if tonight you change your mind, fall asleep or say stop, then that's when this stops. But this isn't just about your consent to my desires. Let's talk about what you want and what lights your fire. You want me begging? I'm into it. In leggings? I'm into it. Are you interested in pegging? Into it. This could be amazing once concerns are assuaged and we're good giving and game. And on the same page, everything in black and white and crystal clearer than day. No blurred lines, no shades of gray. And we go one, one, two, two, three, and three, three four. Though your words say yes, I'ma need a little more. I know you want it when you react with intent. But first, I need that enthusiastic. And we go four, four, three, three, two, and two, one. I'll 
checking in even after we're done But before we progress, stop before we address I'ma need a lot more than a yes And we go five, five six, six, seven, 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 eight, eight No means no is never up for debate And the lack of a no isn't the same as a yes And a yes isn't the same as an oh my god, yes And if that sentiment is expressed We can indulge to excess or only caress But before we progress, stop before we address I'ma need a lot more than a yes When I ask, you wanna? You say yes You wanna? Yes You wanna? Yes When I ask, this okay? You say, oh yes This okay? Oh yes This okay? Oh yes When I ask, into it? You say, fuck yes Into it? Fuck yes Into it? Fuck yes When I ask, keep going? You say, no Keep going? No Okay, then this is done Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month is a longtime friend of the podcast, making his fifth appearance with us, the managing editor of comicbook.com, our dear friend, Lucas Siegel. Lucas Siegel! Yay! Yay! Am I not uh, supposed to cheer for myself? Is that uh, no, you're loud. Yay! You're loud. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's nice to have you back, Lucas. I I, I can't you. I can't believe I've done this show five times. Uh, actually, neither could I. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I. I think those numbers are fudged, but I, I can't believe you made it uh, to the second one. But you, you still we've only we've back. We that's, only have, that's like half as many as you guys have done total, right? <laughs> you have done more episodes of this show than I have. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I I I noticed there um, we were plugging your title that um you are the managing editor of comicbook.com this is new since the last time we had you on the show this is new this is just a couple months old um used to work at a different store i i did and now i you know i used to work for the mom and pop shop and now i'm working for the uh much larger chain that everybody knows um so yeah, it's it's a really really great experience so far. It's only been a few months uh, since just before New York Comic Con, and um, I'm loving it. It's uh, we have an incredible readership, and the slight irony is that I was brought into ComicBook.com to do mostly anything but comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I'm there much more to expand the multimedia stuff. Oh sure, uh, movies yeah, yeah, yeah. and TV and video games and. I, to be honest, after ten years of writing about comic books, that's much more interesting to me. Anyway, really, so. don't oh. you think you're going to miss writing monthly solicitations lists? Oh gosh! What about not what about all. reporting no. on the death and not so death of the dead hero of the week? Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> um, so the 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 great thing about this is that I can just kind of pick and choose, and if there's a comic that I'm really enjoying or a particular person that. I want to interview, I can do that, hmm. and then I don't have to deal with any of the other crap. Well, there you go. So, like, at New York Comic Con, yeah. when I got to talk to Frank Miller, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take that one myself, because I get to talk to Frank Miller. Wow. Yeah. And then all of the rest of New York Comic Con, I did TV stuff and said, screw comics. It was great. How Not excited, screw comics. How excited are you uh, for Frank Miller's uh, next Dark Knight? Uh, I'm super excited. Have you, I really am. Have you had any taste of it? So, uh, Dark Knight Three is plotted by or co-plotted by Frank Miller, and then it's written by Brian Azzarello. Oh, oh, um, and 
what I've seen of it so far has been very, very good. It's called Master Race? Yes. Is that what the yes. Dark Knight 3? Right. Um, so Frank is writing uh, or co-writing and then drawing some of the mini-comics that they're doing. And these are actual, like, pack-in mini-comics that are inside the comic book. Really? And they're, like, the... They're just, like, little... Oh, like Ashcans. Tie-in like Ash- Yeah. Like, yeah. so the very first issue, he does a mini-comic with the Atom. And each one will feature a different uh, character and a different artist. And then all the mini-comics tie together and will lead into the final issue of the main series. Oh, wow. So it kind of brings you up huh. to date on where these other heroes have been while all this shit has been going down with Batman and Superman fighting and, and Batman seemingly dying again and then coming back again and, and all of that. So and it, it gives fills you in a little, all the gaps, essentially. Yeah. Oh. And Miller's work on the Atom mini-comic is, without question, the best art I've seen from Frank Miller in 15 years, maybe wow. 20 it's outstanding and there are little influences from long ago artists there are uh the best talking heads that he's ever done because it's never been his forte and he will readily admit that um and the action just sings it just it it feels like the original dark knight it really does wow and it's, so, it's does the, gorgeous. Does this basically forget that there was a middle chapter that was essentially a, an abomination of nature? The middle chapter still exists. In, the, in the world, is it still part of the y- continuity? Yes, yes. It's okay. still part of the continuity. So it's are we there. All, are we all going to forget that it was a horrible, horrible thing? We're, we're going to try our best. <laughs> Um, of course, but, you're, you're, you're speaking of The Dark Knight Strikes Again. I, I told you specifically to never utter that title in my presence ever again. Fuck wit. Okay. So so I was right. Okay. So yes. Uh. Um, but he is going to then do Dark Knight 4 on his own. I, I read about this because I why? remember when, there was a, they, when the announcement of Master Race came out. Because I was why like, oh, this is so exciting. And then I can, it seems like just recently he was announcing that like, oh yeah, this isn't finished yet, but there's more to ulti- like beyond it. I can point to so many examples as to why not. Ultimately, it goes like this. Frank Miller was in really terrible health. He's gotten a lot better. Um, his, yeah, he was in terrible health, uh, just a year ago. Um, and his terrible health also admittedly affected his mental health and, uh, affected his ability to create and he's so much better right now and he's in a better place and he's in a creative place and bringing people uh... like Brian Azzarello in have made him have kind of activated that creativity again. And so the whole Dark Knight 3, he's almost acting as like a producer, um, huh. not even necessarily as an editor, but more as a producer because he talks through the storyline. Uh, he's recruiting all of, the talent that all, he wants yep, to execute it. Exactly. He's recruiting the talent he wants. He's good friends with Brian. And then they're sending him all the art and everything, and he'll sit there and talk through it and say, you know, why don't we do something radical with this layout or or this? And, and kind of change things around that way. So it's it's a really interesting way that he's working on it. At the same time, he's he's uh, currently writing a brand new Sin City story that he's writing and drawing. I heard about that too. Um, that was that was my scoop. That was something I I asked him about. Uh, and he so he's got that going. And then he 
once he started living in this Dark Knight universe again, he was like, you know, the fires never, got going and yeah, the, yeah, he the just, engine got revving. He never told all the stories that he wanted to with Batman. And mm. most of the stories that he wants to tell with Batman are these political and, you know, these stories that are going to piss people off. Mm. And and that was always kind of part of the point. So when even when Strikes Again pisses you off so much, he'll... He probably likes that a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah, because he's a horrible human being. <laughs> uh, he's a surly curmudgeon. And there, uh, and there was some really, really beautiful art in that book. The art is actually incredible. I, I will I will say that. It's actually... The story was a mess. No, but, the, the, the story was an incomprehensible is, piece of shit. The art is gorgeous. Uh, but the... Yeah. I mean, but I've, I've never faulted him on his art. I've, I've always loved his art. I'm, I'd be the first to admit that his uh, Sin City... Um, series basically uh reintroduced my love to comics when i was just getting so bored with everything yeah um but yeah i don't know i'm leery i'm i'm i i i i hope this is a great i mean from what yeah from what i'm hearing it's this sounds incredible so i'm definitely gonna be buying it on on your recommendation alone yeah i think um, i think dark knight 3 is gonna feel like 100 bullets azarello writing in frank miller's universe okay that's basically what it is yeah and no it's, I'll, I'll read that and yeah. it's outrageous I'll this read is that. also like uh gonna be released uh in chapters and in, in, in monthlies yes so they're gonna put it out well, how in many, monthlies, how many uh, but how then they're uh i think it's six okay five or six um but what they're they're doing they're doing two different versions of it so they're doing the the monthly floppy comic book Right. With the, the mini comic inside it. Mm-hmm. And then two months after each issue comes out, they will also put out a hardcover that's slightly oversized and includes the mini comic at full size. Oh. And a slipcase <sighs> so will you come can, with the first so the that, first volume oh, so, I see. You so you can slide can all, all your all of the other ones in the And you don't really have to smart. wait a year for a hardcover edition. That's really edition fucking smart. To come out. And I'm going to buy them. And Fuck. they look really, really good. God I saw it. one of the samples of them and they look awesome. Nice. And and the art oversized. <sighs> well, fuck nuts. Miller's art oversized on the Atom. That, I'm telling you, when you see this Atom, I'm, I'm so sad I didn't bring it with me. I should have brought it with me. I have two Because that would make for it. great radio. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. But oh, my God. Look at this it. one, though. <laughs> when you see it, it looks really No, I trust good. you. I trust you. I guess, you know what? I've been burned before, and I'm, I'm just a little nervous to love again. That's all I'm saying. You know? That's fair. Uh well, I'm I'm really actually I'm really happy because I I mean as being being as big of a Batman fan as I am, I'm just really happy that that you know the the the, the storyline that basically reignited the Batman universe essentially single handedly right. is now going to be a a force uh, of 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 good quality comic books again, and so I'm just I'm happy to hear that I really am definitely yeah. I mean ideally it will we don't. We, we, we <laughs> well, Lucas that... Lucas likes it, so right. I mean, if Lucas likes it, then you know, I mean, that's a pretty good bet that it's good. Okay, I mean, you I know. feel like Lucas likes more things than you like. Yeah, but he, but I like the things that I like that he also likes. Very good. And I'm also not a curmudgeony bastard, so right. Well... Let's... <laughs> Let's talk about the thing that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the thing that I like real quick. Now you are. So you're working at comicbook.com, but you're also doing some freelance work in addition to that? Yeah. In addition to your staff job at comicbook.com? Yeah. Wherever are you doing freelance work, Lucas? Ba-da-da! 
I don't know if you heard this earlier when we were talking. No, but Lucas is Lucas is writing for StarWars.com. Oh, this is where I tune out. Go for it. You're not gonna tune out. You like snore. I'm just gonna sit here and keep doing acapella John Williams. You do. You do acapella John Williams. I'll explain to Lugo how much he actually likes Chewbacca's and shit. No matter. See? Uh, you like that? Oh, you got excited. You like that? No, I like. I like. I liked when you said Chewbacca's and shit. That's that's how we say the Star Wars universe yeah. in Iowa. I see. Uh, wow. Yeah, fine. Let's talk about. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't. I don't want to talk about Star Wars because I am on a pure media blackout. Uh, that's so smart. I wrote a whole. Op-ed. I know. I did. I, I read. I read this op-ed yeah. of yours. Yeah. And, why why and, I'm not going to watch another. Uh, why I don't want to yeah. see another minute. Which, yeah. which, uh, dear listener, if you have not read this op-ed, <laughs> I highly recommend it because this it's what he wrote. He basically put on. Uh, uh, he put into words the thing that I've been doing as a philosophy for the past five years, and it was just nice to see this validation. Like, oh, right. No, I get. I get a level of enjoyment from this media I'm about to consume that most people won't have because they've already been inundated with it. Right. Um, so please, no spoilers. Talk about Star Wars Go. Yeah, well, so this op-ed came out from, uh, after they put out the final and full trailer. Which this I have it, not seen. This is before the international trailer came so out, this, correct? Right, this was before the international trailer. <laughs> oh, God. Right, so it was I the final trailer, so and then it right was now. the international trailer, and then five TV spots. So, yeah. final is always in scare quotes. I, I have not seen uh, any of them. I've, I've seen the, I saw the first trailer. So, so I watched the first two teasers, and then the, the full story trailer. Mm-hmm. And after that, I, I, I really had this desire to just stay pure because here's the thing when i saw the second teaser so the second teaser was the one with uh luke blah, 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 blah. sorry this was a fucking teaser trailer yeah, i haven't if, seen it well you're go ahead, dumb. Talk, talk, you should talk. see it no it's, go ahead talk. it's beautiful and you should see it this was the this one with the luke narrating this, the guy who's freaking out right now is the guy who doesn't like chewbacca's and mm-hmm. shit just for right. the record okay go uh so it was the one with Luke narrating and saying, you know, the yeah. force is strong in my family. Those are old samples. My father hasn't. No, he re-recorded it. Oh, did he? He did. Yeah. Because I listened to them side My father side. has it. I have, I have it. it. My sister, sister has it. it. You, you have, have that power, power too. So I got to see that. <laughs> yes. I got to see that teaser trailer with. 4,500 rabid Star Wars fans at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Mm -hmm. And the cast was sitting on the edge of the stage because it was the first time they'd gotten to see that teaser trailer. And J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy were there. And everybody in this room had this incredible emotion from 90 seconds of footage that surged through them. And it was... damnedest close I'll ever be to feeling the force in a real way and we all watched this and it and we were laughing and smiling and cheering and crying and they played it a second time because obviously well, yeah, we'd, we'd heard like yeah. half of it because, because and it was the literally the crowd over it it was literally me and my my friend Amy Ratcliffe, who also writes for StarWars.com and writes for Nerdist and a few other places, it was the two of us standing there, like, holding hands <laughs> and 
we were just sitting there going like just weeping throughout the whole second time and everybody was coming out of that room and we were all looking at each other like this is this is actually happening this is real this is something special to all of us and i want the closest that i can possibly get to that feeling when i see the full movie in the theater i'll tell you i was actually offered from a source i will not divulge a copy of the script <gasps> whoa and i said i just don't want it i don't want it because i i have no desire to have any of that knowledge at all going into it yeah the way that i see it film is so special to me because it is such an incredible culmination of what hundreds if not thousands of people are working on it's the thoughts that first uh michael uh and i'm forgetting his name right now michael bay and i'm the worst uh the the first writer of the uh Uh, like the the first script um but it it wound up being you know uh lawrence kasdan and and jj abrams did the final script and it's the work of all of the actors involved from the previous, the original trilogy actors like Harrison Ford, like Mark Hamill, and the... Uh, like Peter Mayhew. Damn, son. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, they put that old man in a suit? They do. That's and fucking... He, that's wrong. He has like two replaced knees oh, and... Man, that's just cruel. He 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 powered through it because oh, he wanted to be God. a part of this again, um, and like a- and like Carrie Fisher, and then like the brand new people. I mean, if you can watch some of these trailers, or even more so, watch the interviews and the reactions that people like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega are having. Oh, to to them if, seeing the trailers if, for the first time. If you're not in love with. Daisy Ridley and John Boyega already. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand. Yeah, they're you're not a human. They're so they're so endearing immediately that the videos of them, yeah, watching the trailer for the first time, uh, it's and they're they're utterly utterly passionate about this, yeah. and you can see it in every single thing that they do, whether it's an interview or whether it's a frame of film, and I just want to see the finished product. I want to see. What all of these people came together and worked on the way that they intended it to be seen. Yeah. And so that's why I wrote that whole op-ed because, like, especially for Star Wars, it just means so much to me. Yeah. The the first time, even before I got published by StarWars.com, when I got the contract, my wife is sitting over here and she'll absolutely know. <laughs> when I got the contract for StarWars.com and I saw... A Disney logo on one corner and a Lucasfilm logo on the other corner. <laughs> I started to cry a little bit. <laughs> because here I am signing my name saying that like Disney and Lucasfilm are going to to pay me to talk about Star Wars. Um so it, it it's an incredibly important piece of of fiction of uh not really just fiction of reality to me well, pop, because it's pop such a history. huge it's it's yeah. such a defining moment in in both art and movies and storytelling and uh 
pop culture as a whole. I mean, it redefined what it means to be a fan of something. I mean, Absolutely. ultimately. I am, I, I, I mean, my, my passion for Star Wars, it runs as, as deeply as yours. And it's been a part of my life, my whole life. And I, I, I read your piece about why I'm not going to watch another second of, of promotional materials for this movie. Uh, and I took it to heart. I'd already watched the international trailer, and I wish right. I hadn't. But I'm not watching any of the television spots because it's so it, Star Wars is so important to my entire life. And I am now, for the first time in all these years, so close to being able to experience that a certain kind of magic again. I remember being um, eight years old and being in the theater and seeing Return of the Jedi for the first time and the the, the reveal of Leia and Luke being twins. Uh, I, I've never had that experience with a movie before where I crapped my heart out of my body <laughs> because everything I've seen since that I was not eight years old and engrossed in the mythology of something in quite a right. way and I've that Star Wars never let go of that for me and there was something that like kind of triggered that when I was reading your article that was like I I want to save this for myself I typically will go and scour sites and get all kinds of shit spoiled for movies that I'm really excited about but this one is like precious now. Well, and it's so weird. I can do that with all the Marvel movies. Like all I can watch everything. I can go to set visits. I can like I might even turn down a set visit for a Star Wars movie because I I, I it would be so difficult to get anything about it spoiled that way. Now I appreciate now, the ideology behind that statement, but you're also full of shit. But I'm also full of shit because there's no way in hell I would because ever be turn like, down a set visit for a Star These extras movie. have blasters. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done set visits uh, for Marvel movies and I've I've learned things about Marvel movies. Maybe I'll tease something later. Yes. Um, Scoop <laughs> And I saved something just for you guys. Oh. And uh but yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't affect me the same way, and yeah, it's. I get, I've never been one to like I've never wanted to know information about something that came out before it came out. Like I just don't have that mentality where I need to know all the information about something. Like I when it when it come when it comes to to pop culture that I am huge fans of, I am more than willing. To wait for the finished. Yeah, product. you I you wouldn't watch the trailer for the Dark Knight. No, yeah, I refused. Absolutely refused. That was amazing. Yeah, the strength was it was incredible. I went I went into all of those movies knowing absolutely or almost nothing. Wow, you know, um, and I picked up stuff accidentally. And see, I'm a little jealous of you of that because I feel like that would be an incredible experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just I don't know. I I just I just feel like I you know I don't read the end of a novel before I start it. Like, why right. the hell would I do that for a movie? You know, uh, that's different. That's 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 really a pretty crappy analogy. And you're getting really defensive uh, about your pop culture. Well, I'll, I'll no, tell more you like this. you should better. You should. It'd be more ap- appropriate to say I don't read the synopsis on the book jacket. No, trailers don't show you the last scene of a movie. I'll tell I? you this. I don't. Eh. Well, sometimes they will. Eh. If, if it's a big action piece, they, eh. they, 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 they show you. They show you enough will. key parts that you can assemble. Yeah. the puzzle I, in your head. I, I will. I will. Very generally say that the footage that's been put out there for Star Wars The Force Awakens... Please say it's the first reel. I have on I have on very good authority is basically act one only. Oh, good. Nice. That's good. Um, that's very... That's actually really refreshing. There is a lot that they haven't even gotten to in any way, including 
the the beautiful and wonderful and hilarious mystery that is where's Luke. Yeah. Um and the so the other argument to be made is with the TV spots and, and things like that is that those are official products that are put out for promotional purposes. And I understand people's take on that side of the fence where people say, well, if Lucasfilm is putting this out, if J.J. Abrams is approving this, if the editors are approving this, then it's part of the promotional material. And that's that's fine. And I get it. Um but yeah, like that international trailer. Yeah, I there was there's one little scene there that I it just was just too much. Did not want to see. Yeah. I just didn't want to see that. You know the best movie trailer is of all time. I'm so glad you asked, guys. It's <laughs> it's the trailer. Hey for, Schaefer. It's the trailer for Joe Dante's Gremlins. Because you know what you okay. see in that trailer? Nothing. And I have never wanted to see a movie more. After having seen nothing, granted, I was ten years old. Yeah, right. Yeah, but still, it's still good marketing. It's you very see, evocative. You see yeah. nothing. You see. Yeah. You see no. You see none of the monsters. They don't. They. They. That, there was a time when that used to be really sacred too. That was like studios didn't want to spoil the creatures, the creature designs in posters or television spots or trailers, right? Because they wanted to get butts into seats. Yeah. What's funny about that though is when you look at a lot of classic trailers, even from the from the late 70s and early 80s from the time frame of the original trilogy, uh they would show scenes that were like insanely spoilery inside oh, sure. oh, yeah. the trailers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like the Death Star exploding. Yeah. <laughs> is literally <laughs> like you see that explosion <laughs> in the trailer and you're going, "Huh?" <laughs> Looking back, maybe not what you needed. Like, obviously, it was a giant special effects piece that was something right. crazy that had never. That been was done a very before. expensive shot, right? So they're like, "Oh, we need to get this thing out there. <laughs> they need to get as much mileage out of it as possible." I don't know why, but the studio executives <laughs> at the time were apparently the uh, the Muppets, Stadler and Waldorf. They still are. They still, are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that uh, was crap. Well, I'm really, I, I'm, I am excited. I'm not nearly as excited as Schaefer is. But I'm I'm excited, or as excited as Lucas is. Yeah. But uh, I I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, uh, like this is not a Batman movie event for me, but I'm very excited. I took the day off work from my day job months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love you because I don't uh, go to midnight screenings because I'm an old man. Right. <laughs> I go to I go to I go to first matinee opening day. That's what I go to. Yeah. That's that's my jam. The the the. Early screenings are starting at 5 a.m. Yeah. Opening day. That's crazy. Well, because there's 7 p.m. the night before now. That's now opening day now extends to 7 p.m. the night before. <laughs> what? Yep. The culture of midnight screenings adjusted, adjusted uh, what a calendar yep. day means. Uh, yep. God, it's true. Damn it. It's true. All right. Uh, look, uh, Lugo's getting bored of Star Wars. Yeah, I'm so getting let's bored. Talk about let's else. move move on. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is really fun, but the lack of a single player campaign is alienating people, and that sucks. That is the thing that is keeping me away from it. I want to play that world. It looks so rich. It looks so dense on on uh, with next generation graphics. Except I play video games to escape the world. I don't like to play with strangers online because they're always dicks to me. But I'm thinking about changing that because I want to play this game so 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 very so bad. True. There are two things that could be a new hope for you in that realm oh fuck uh, you <laughs> Here, give me that fuck that you yeah. no that was good uh, w- <laughs> one one they're already working on the sequel and it will have a single player campaign Got and it. two 
the second game. Wait, you mean mean a sequel as in like a new disc or a, or a sequel as like, like a add-on? new a whole new yeah a whole new disc. Oh, okay. Um, and two, the uh, second Star Wars game that's being made in this new EA and uh, Disney venture mm-hmm. is by uh, Todd Stashwick, uh, who I'll disclose is a friend of mine, and uh, Amy Hennig, who created the Uncharted series. Oh. Um, so the two of them are co-writing this new game. It's, it's being like a third-person made... action game? Oh, it's... It's something, isn't it? Oh, we'll, what is it, Lucas? What is it? What kind of game is it? We'll probably find out something at E3 next year. I hate you, Lucas. Oh. Is it going to be Underworld? I'm so... Did they dig up Underworld? Did What's Underworld? The... Underworld was a game that they were talking about making. There's some footage 13, that was released. 13, yeah. Was yeah, there was, was supposed oh, to be like... Oh, that did. The 1313, uh, where it was like Coruscant and you were bounty hunters. Yeah, it was like that. It was so, like, it was so like it's the not, black market It's not that, but a lot of assets were developed for that. And I thought that was just Lucasfilm a doesn't like demo. to waste yeah. assets. Okay. Okay. So so that's back on the <laughs> dark possibly. countdown to E3. Uh, okay. Now just remember that the first Battlefront teaser was literally like an ATAT foot coming down. Yeah, and that was yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So it'll if there's something, it'll probably be closer to that than like a massive t- two trailer. minute trailer right. reveal. Okay. Well, fuck. But us. they they recruited a complete all-star team of developers it's amazing i mean it's the development studio that did dead space 2 and then uh they recruited in people from the halo series and from uncharted and there are level designers and uh level designers people people with with, uh shooter and yeah there's shooter experience there's adventure experience the story is a brand new story in the Star Wars universe that's 100% canon. And you know what it is. Wait, can't, wait, <laughs> hold on. Canon in that it's already established canon or... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That it will be part of the canon now, going forward. Interesting. <laughs> Fuck you, Lucas. <laughs> Fuck you. This is you the can't, guy. Wait, you can't. Great, even, you that's can't a great even. way of phrasing that question. Thank you. <laughs> 
You, you can't even, you can't even confirm or deny if it's part of a canon that already exists or they're writing a new that's going to be accepted as canon. You can't even confirm that? Yes. Oh, my God. I yes, you. A, yes, you yes cannot confirm answer. that. You're a dick. <laughs> You're a dick. That's all I'm saying. I want to step away from Star Wars again. Please. Yes. Thank you. Uh, because... Yes, because Nelson hated it so much that he talked about it for five minutes on his own. Because I want I want to talk about something else that that you wrote online. Okay, that uh, got me really thinking. That 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 I really enjoyed. Which and piece? It's about it's about Gotham. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hot damn! How good is this show now? I love this I'm show. I'm so fucking happy Lugo's, that Gotham Lugo, is so good now. Lugo's a couple weeks behind, though. I am a couple weeks behind. But you have been watching this season. Absolutely, okay. I have been, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I know the last... I, we, we've talked about it in, in, um, in an affectionate way where we also kind of, like... Ribbit. Ribbit a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. We, because we goofed it's, on it last time you were here. It's so self-aware. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, so self-aware. Um, uh, it's almost adorably so. It's like, I, here's I, a character. Huh? Huh? You know this guy. Huh? I love oh, my it. God. I love uh, it. I or, fucking love it. Or as I like to call it now, uh, the Ed Nigma show. Because <laughs> that's a story arc I'm the most invested in. I, I love what they have done with Ed so much. And this season, his parts just shine. His parts yeah. shine this season the same way Cobblepot shined for me in the first season. That could have something to do with the fact that Corey Michael Smith is a goddamn baller. He is, is that so, the actor? Yeah. He's He's unreal. He's, I mean, the, he's what, really good. what he I mean, does with those scenes, he is just unbelievable. And the, his, his ability to split to, personality. To, yeah, and, the whole like golem switching back and forth thing is just so good. Oh my! God. So I feel good. like they knew the the the, the creators. And then of when this they show. threw in like the little Arkham style, like the Riddler voice cutting in and out, and, <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. jumping around. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, you play Arkham games, too. <laughs> every every time he appears on screen, there's a green light in the room. Uh, Damn straight. And now, yeah, he's, there's, there's now so, he's basically wearing green all the all time. The time yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like the, 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 the creators of the show, they knew what uh, gold they had in him as oh, a cast yeah. member last year. And they were like, oh, he's perfect. So let's just sleep on this guy. Let's for a hold year. it. Yeah. And so for a year, we'll just make him this kind of. Almost grating, yeah, uh, milk toast background a, character yeah. that just was a, just and uh, the whole with, time I was with like, the I get awful it, guys, he's, riddle puns, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, I just I didn't care about him at all. No, yeah. in fact, I, I was almost a little insulted because it, it was almost it, it felt like the the very tired cliche sort of embodiment of what a nerd is, you right. know, like right. just the the very overused, very lazy. Writing, but now I kind of like, oh, I see what you. Oh, uh, they're there. yeah. Well, and Aaron Richards kind of on the same level where they they kept her so Barbara. Oh, yeah, they kept yeah. her like. Oh my god, she yeah. was right. So boring, and boring. then it was those last four episodes of season one where she gets abducted yeah. by uh, yeah. Milo Ventimiglia, uh, mm-hmm. the ogre, and then all of a sudden it's like. Oh shit, she's super interesting now. Yeah. And this whole yeah. season, she's been unbelievable. Yeah, she's, I, I she's have to She terrifies the fuck so, out of me, and I love and it. That's, and that's the thing that you wrote online. And yeah. that's what I want to talk about. Now, <coughs> I know fans of the show oh, have so much fun with Barbara. Have wildly speculated about when they're going to introduce the Joker. Because there's the, the show's giving us little red herrings here and there. Who's Oh, is this guy the Joker? Was it that comedian you saw on stage for like a second <laughs> last season? Uh, is it. 
Is it uh, what, what, what was the kid's name? The circus Jerome. kid. Was it Jerome? I mean, his name started with J, and, and he, yeah. his, he is doing a good impression of a really obnoxious, <laughs> annoying Joker, shitty cosplayer. Yeah, I hated that kid so much. Oh come on! Oh no, he did exactly what he was hired to do, that's, and he did it really well. That's what he does, though. That's that's exactly the way I would characterize his performance. Is if you had a group of friends and you went to some nerd themed event and you all cosplayed his characters, he's the friend who is so into his Joker impression that he does. <laughs> it all day long that by the end of the day you're just like Dave could you seriously just shut the fuck up for a minute because every second he's like hey a joker 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 um, and so I found him grating and so when he died I applauded spoiler when he died I applauded now be, for many reasons because one I didn't like that they were it seemed like I, I didn't really buy it the whole time. I felt like they were they were handing us a red herring yeah. and then, I, and then it, it watering like, it for it, it us. It did feel like a red herring, yeah. And so that there's now it's still out there. Do you typically Ooh. water your fish when somebody gives it to you? Um, I will do what I want with the words, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking adult. Don't tell him what to do. <laughs> so so, so they, they let this thing uh, fester. Right. And... My only, my only. Beef- Shut the fuck up! That's the middle of a sentence. <laughs> you took a breath. Let him Go. get there. You have you wrote a piece um, where you uh, pitched your own theory of of what Gotham could be doing and who they could be setting up as a possible Joker, and I hadn't considered it, and I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So I, um, while I was on set uh, for this season and watching the first two episodes which are very jerome centric i'm watching these and i'm going ah oh, man you know i had this thought when i was watching those last four episodes of season one that barbara the way that she snaps the way that she turns the way that she smiles you know she'd make a damn good joker and then when I was on set and watched the first two episodes, right after that, I went and walked around the room and talked to the cast. And I went straight to Aaron, and I was talking to her, and I said, so I have this theory that I've already written that's going up, and now I'm going to have to add to because of these two episodes, that uh, they're setting Barbara up to be the Joker. And she immediately, like laughs a little bit and looks at me and she's like oh that'd be fun and and that that then just got me so much so much more going crazy and so now i've talked to everybody i possibly can including bruno heller the the creator and showrunner and i talked when i talked to him about it he said well first off we've absolutely talked about making the Joker a female on the show. Wow. He said that straight up. That, Bruno, that was definitely a topic He of said that to somebody who writes words on the internet. Right. <laughs> who he knew he was talking to on the record. Yeah, right. I mean, he also he also told me in the same interview that the Court of Owls is coming to Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's very, very upfront, and when they have you know, real plans, he's very free with talking about them wow uh one of my favorite people to interview honestly because he's just so blunt it always is takes that, me off is that guard. rare when you interview tv extremely, people extremely extremely rare yeah wow yeah okay. especially for somebody as high up as a showrunner that really wants to 
keep things close to the vest. And, sure, sure, sure. Um, and so then my question has has typically become, do you think Aaron can pull it off? And every <laughs> cast member, every producer I talk to, all say absolutely, no question, definitely. <coughs> and the way that she has performed this season, there's no question. I mean, oh no, she's it got, would yeah, be, it yeah. would, it, it's fairly clear at this point that Barbara Keene is not going to become Barbara Gordon on Gotham. Oh goodness, no, no. no. Um, it it would take so much to get to that point. Yeah, like, that would like be an, unbelievable. Like an amnesia episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like terribly, terribly unbelievable. I tell you, it what, wouldn't fit the story. No. But what would fit the story is Barbara Keene just fully embracing it and saying, "You know what? I'm happiest when I'm fucking people up. Yeah, and when I'm killing people, and when I'm just doing things for my enjoyment. And that's the key." And there's there've been those moments, and oh, she absolutely, had, yeah, absolutely. She has her moments of vulnerability too, still. But there've been those moments that just make me go, even in these little these little glimpses that that you know that she is hypothetically slowly being uh, turned into this character. Even in those little moments where she's kind of played toward that on screen, I have enjoyed her portrayal a hundred times more. Than that obnoxious kid who played Jerome. <laughs> so yes, uh, it is still my a kid, my only beef with that theory is that it introduces the Joker too soon. You know, like I mean, it, it, yeah, if I you're c- following, I mean, because the, the show takes some pretty wide liberties with with the canon, but but to like the 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 tent post, it stayed really faithful. But and, it's but it's not the canon, and that's and that's the well, thing no, that it's like, it's, it's, and it's never meant to be the canon. It's a different world. It's there, a different you interpretation. Guys, there is not Batman canon anymore. Infinite that, Earths that does not exist right. anywhere. No, Infinite no, Earths. I, I guess you're right. Infinite Earths. No, no, you're right. You're right. Superboy, walls of reality. Earths. Shut up! I hate you. <laughs> I don't hate you. So this is you. this is a different. Earth well, let me, where... let me let me let me ask you this. I, I guess since since we're going down the road of different different Earth, different story, different like completely new direction. Um, going back to the whole like you know, spoiler: Jerome's dead. Does mysticism now live in the Gotham world? Because it, it's it's worked it so can. hard. It's worked so hard to really try to be very grounded, be man. very grounded, yeah. and be this gritty thing. Praise be. You know, um, are does mysticism? Are we going to see magic wielders in this Gotham? You think now? I think you still can. Okay. Um, I think you can in very limited fashions where it's. I I feel like if you introduce doesn't that, that, doesn't that break the conceit they've already established? Though, not any more than. Zatanna coming to town in one issue of Batman and then the next 10 issues him being fighting people on the street does. Well, that's true. You know, Batman can... The beauty of Batman, Batman can fight politically and apolitically. Batman can fight gods, can fight monsters, can fight space aliens, and he can fight the thug on the street. Mm -hmm. And all of those fights are just as believable. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of Batman. That is why Batman is a singularly different and beautiful character from any other in all of superheroes. Absolutely. And because of that, you have this ability where, yeah, you could could even, I, I mean, 
Gotham, when you look at Gotham City and you look at its history, the way it's been portrayed in comics, the way it's been portrayed in video games and Mm -hmm. movies and TV shows now, uh, you could absolutely have a mystical episode where most of the people are like, "Eh, what the fuck is going on here? And then there's that one person that kind of has the experience. Right. And that's the way you could have something like that still come into the show and and have it not break the show. Um, I think that we'll, we're more likely to see that with some of the more monstrous characters first. Um, some of the characters... Oh, like... like a, you mean like a Clayface or a Solomon Grundy or... Right, or a, or a Croc or, or, a Croc or, or, or one or... of those. Sure, sure, sure. Especially with... This, oh, oh, so you think you think with we'll Indian get... Hills being introduced, right? And with uh, the amazing BD Wong coming in as Hugo Strange. What? Yeah, motherfucker. BD Wong. I got is, to announce that too. BD Wong is going to be Wait, on Gossip. Who's, 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 who's Hugo Strange? Wait, who's, who's, who's BD Wong? BD Wong. He was the uh, psychiatrist on Oz. Uh, on Oz, and he was on uh, Law and Order SVU for like twelve seasons. I have no idea who this guy um, is. He's awesome. He's an incredible, incredible actor. Okay, and him coming yeah, no, in as yeah, Hugo right. Strange made me so happy. Oh, wow, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he, he was trying out all the different uh, like facial and hairstyles the other day uh-huh. and Instagrammed <laughs> them, and there's like twelve different versions of him with various, including the ridiculous like Abraham Lincoln yeah. chin strap. Um, but uh, yeah, nice. with him coming in as Hugo Strange and doing these experiments at this Indian Hills so do you facility. So do you think that we'll actually end up getting yeah. some of the more monstrous villains before we get any mysticism then? Yes. Okay. I do think that. Interesting. I mean, they got that girl they call Ivy that they've been sleeping on, right? Like, Oh yeah, where the hell she I been? Think, I think they kind of figured out that she was a bust. Really? I you think, think, they're, yeah. they, think they just wrote her out? Uh, I mean, they didn't write her out. They showed. They didn't have to write her she, out because she's background. But she showed yeah. up. She showed up. Uh, like three or f- three or four weeks ago, I think. Um, for one quick interrogation scene when they were looking for for Selena. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she'll be. They'll they'll keep her off on the sidelines for now. Right now, the big story is the Galavans, who are of course actually the Dumas. Right. And the Order of Saint Dumas officially comes to Gotham. This Monday, um, and that will really change how things are viewed. And as E.P. John Stevens told me, um, they will not do an Order of Saint Dumas story without Azrael being a part of that. Well, you nice. can't. I mean, you, you, you. It's it's integral to their plot, right? Yeah. So uh, what you'll see. First, and what we saw at the the end oh, of this week's is episode, Israel is going to be like a oh, is he going to be like an inspiration to a little puberty that, uh, child? That could be interesting. That would be an interesting way to be like, oh, there, hey, maybe if I wear a dumb costume, there will be <laughs> there will be some more inspiration going on for several of the children in the show. Okay, um, and there will be. So the the right now we only have two episodes left of the of the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Right, then we go and the, then what, the winter break. There's a winter break, yeah. and then it's going to be eleven straight through again. Okay, so really nice compared to last season when they did like two yeah. or three episodes at a time. Yes, and it's like let's have a five week break. That gives Lucius plenty of time to fix uh, that computer in the basement. Plenty of time to fix that 
fucking computer in the How basement. long has he been working on that thing? So let far? me tell he you. Asked, he showed up and he was like, oh, I can probably fix this, but it's going to take some time. Let Bye. me tell you, <laughs> stepping, stepping onto that cave set. Uh, I nice. like, yeah. Uh, I had a happy. Is it, is it you must have been sure. you must have been excited because you were like, "Oh my god, there is more than one room in Wayne." <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's like this far into the season, and I'm like, you guys still don't oh have. God. You can't show us a kitchen or a bedroom or something. <laughs> it's one room, and all I suppose it's is tiny, that that little tiny. bastard just throws on a sweater every day and sits there and waits to awkwardly get more pubescent. <laughs> it's a tiny studio in Brooklyn, man. It's and they got a shit blind spot on that Manor. studio too. So what do you want? Look, Fish's Club was a bigger set than Wayne Manor. Uh, that's, yeah. Fish's Club became the Gallivan's whole apartment, which is also bigger than Wayne Manor's right. study, <laughs> the library. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, the wait. I thought they were shooting at the at the box. No, they shot the pilot at the box, and then uh, they built this. They built the set to look like the box. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's a it's a nice set though. It's they they have a really nice set. Um, <laughs> it was is, the, is the, the way the way I first room? the way I first figured out that uh, Jerome was absolutely not the Joker. Yeah. My first set visit uh, right before season one or season two started here. I got there and I was taking in everything, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. full on. I'm reaching back into like army mind where I can just take in like 180 degrees at all times. And I see all of these prop boxes and Nigma's prop box is labeled the Riddler. And you have, uh, Oh wow. Really? Yep. Wow. His prop box is labeled the Riddler and you have Oswald Cobblepot's prop box is labeled the Penguin. And then there was a prop box labeled Jerome. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker is not the Joker. Good. <laughs> Sorry, Jerome. Uh, well, So glad. So relieved. I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Uh, but yeah, Gotham is so good now. I'm and, so and, happy and also, so like, the, the, other, the other shows as well. Like, I'm, you know, Green Arrow is really fantastic this season. Superhero TV in general uh, is very good right now. The, the Agents Flash? of S.H.I.E.L.D. is out fucking standing this year. Just fucking surprises me with every single episode, and it just keeps getting better and better. I fucking love Agents of Shield. I I, I will sing the praises specifically of uh, Ian DeCastecker and Elizabeth Henstridge just a little bit on Agents of Shield. Yeah, because, uh, Fitz and Simmons. Yeah, their the, story the, is so touching. The Simmons uh, solo episode where it was basically just her for three quarters of the episode on this far-flung planet across the universe and it's only her and the the cinematography was gorgeous the directing was gorgeous the writing was gorgeous and then she pulled it off and in spectacular fashion oh, it yeah. was just yeah. such it, it, i think it's my favorite I, I i'm willing to say it's my favorite episode of superhero tv that's ever been made wow and it, it was just a phenomenal phenomenal solo episode that really showed a real person and then once she finally finds another person on this planet, the way that they go to each other, while as a Fitzsimmons fan, I was going, fuck, no! <laughs> as a human being, I totally understood it. Absolutely, and I took it yeah. in, and I realized, like, yeah, they need this yeah. in order to survive. They have to have it. And so it's, and they, and then they've handled the fallout of that really, really well, and really adult, and talked about how 
this is a, an actual relationship and an actual adult situation mm-hmm. in just an incredibly uh, mature way that I I didn't necessarily expect out of a superhero show, uh, maybe even especially out of Agents of Shield. Wow, that's usually been a little bit more you know over the top and yeah, yeah. It's 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 getting more. It, it's it's past its growing pains. Yeah, and it's and it, it, it the writing feels more comfortable. It feels more solid. It feels like they they can actually take more risks um, yeah, now that they don't have to really prove themselves anymore. Like they're they feel they feel like established. And they can start telling stories they want to tell. Yep. You know, um, and I, then the Flash is the bomb. Oh God, I love so the Flash. Good. Flash is so fucking good. Uh, I have not seen an episode of Supergirl yet. What's your take on it? It's very good, and it's very hopeful, and it's very. Uh, it's it's just, I mean, it feels more Superman than anything we've seen Superman wise in well, live action good. in thirty years. Okay. Um. So, and I think that's really what they were going for. Is oh, good. Okay. They wanted to put out a hopeful and powerful character that can bring people in. Right. That isn't gritty or raw or or that. Uh, yeah, the the problem is the demographics have been amazing on it too. Well, C- I mean, just... CBS doesn't doesn't do Hulu or Netflix or anything like that, so like right. I can't. And and the thing is, I don't have. I, I can't only plan their for own, television. Their own personal. Yeah. So, CBS, which I'm I'm now going to buy another fucking for app, Star Trek. You know, for yeah, for fucking Supergirl and Star Trek now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like one more goddamn subscription app I have to buy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, and, like, and you know what CBS says to that? Yep. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I don't, I don't have cable, so like, I right. watch all of my television via the internet, and it's, and it's always worked out for me perfectly until now, because CBS was the one channel that I didn't particularly care about. Yeah. Because it didn't have anything I cared. Like, it had one show, <laughs> and, then they, and now they're yeah. like, <laughs> and they're like, Fuck hey, remember you, us? Nico. Here's everything you love. Well, I mean, they had that one show for a while called The Mentalist, which was just, I mean, oh, it, yeah. was, it was from, good from. Showrunner Bruno Heller. There you who go. Uh, which was runs Gotham. Which was a very cute and clever <laughs> show about a magician who, uh, uh, ex scam artist yeah. who, who um, assists in FBI cases. And and me being a magician and scam artist, I I, I like the insider view of it. Uh, and then that was it. Like I didn't, but I I didn't care about CBS in any other way. Yeah. And now fucking Star Trek and Supergirl. I'm like, well, fuck. I'm going to give up my HBO app so I can afford my CBS app. (laughs) And you know what CBS people are saying? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. You know. Uh, Good with that. Well, fuck. All right. Look, the real, this is all fun and games. We we, we talked about television. Let's talk about the one thing that that we brought you on the show to talk about. Yes. Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, we we traditionally we traditionally bring you on in our November episode because we want you to tell us what are the top nerd things to buy nerds this holiday season. I want to know. I need to know things. You're in the know. You have lists of things you've seen in the world. Tell me. Tell the world what we need to buy. Go. Is it that smartphone controlled RC BB-8 that you get at Radio Shack? Is oh, that the hot toy? Fuck yeah! <gasps> oh, that BB-8. You have one of those, so right? Awesome. I don't. He I still four. don't have one yet. Oh my He's goodness. got a pallet of them at home. I, I'm I'm hoping for one soon. <laughs> 
Liza, wife of mine. I'm hoping for one soon. <laughs> you will get me a BB-8. Oh my god, just get a fucking room. <laughs> uh yeah, that that BB-8, the Sphero BB-8 is awesome. I've gotten to play with it a few times. Uh, Wait, where is it from Radio Shack? Uh it's all over the place. Well, no, so, oh, yeah, that's where, that's where it's all over. It's oh, it's at the Disney store and at Toys R Us. Is that thing like $500? No, it's oh. 150 bucks. So it's not that much. Eh. You control it with an app on your phone and uh it also includes well, it Here's a big selling point for Star Wars fans. Uh, if you get the Sphero BB-8 between now and when Force Awakens comes out, there will be some new exclusive content that is released only through the Sphero BB-8 app and given to you in hologram form. <gasps> Holy, Holy shit! <laughs> so you basically that little fucker your, has a projector. You hold your you hold your phone up and it does AR. Uh, oh, AR! So you hold your phone up to your BB-8 oh. and it does AR to show, like through your phone, you can see it projecting the hologram, and it's going to project some special messages from some very important people in Star Wars: oh. The Force Awakens. Fuck, so fuck. that's the first and last item on the list. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, please buy me a BB-8 for this holiday season. <laughs> a pallet of BB-8s will show up Just, at your door. Yep. Uh, all right, that's number one. That is absolutely number one. Uh, what else? What else you got? Number two is tickets for The Force Awakens. On, uh, <laughs> Shut up. Thursday night, Friday, Shut Saturday. Up. Shut Sunday. up. Shut your fucking face hole. What else you got? <laughs> Are there any uh, big like prestige games left for the end of the season? Uh, everything's out now, right? Uh, just about everything's out. You, uh, you know what hasn't come out yet that is so fucking fun? Just Cause Three. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, Square the Enix the stunt action game. It's the stunt action game. Uh, Square Enix is putting out uh, Just Cause Three, and basically you play as this guy that gets marooned on this set of like this archipelago of three islands. And there's a horrible dictator, and you have to take him down. Oh, and right. it doesn't get any more complicated than that at all in the entire story it's of the just entire game. How do you get from A to B the and, most ridiculously? Right. So you can hover around on uh, your parachute with like it's a stunt parachute, so you can like adjust and try to catch the wind and things like that. Um, you also have a flying wing suit. That you can that Whoa. you can switch into, and because it's you know a ridiculous action game, you can just switch into that at the drop of a hat. Of course, um, and your grappling hook, and through those three things, you can move anywhere on these three islands. The whole thing is open from the very first time you step into the game. Wow! You can literally go into the game, not play a single mission, and play this game for about sixty hours. <laughs> And just have a ridiculous play. It's so much fun. Can you can you basically like start the game and then go over to where the big boss is and blow his head off? Uh, you can attempt to, but you will get the shit kicked out of Fair you. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. But you can attempt but you to. Can attempt you can it. actually go and try to take down the main <laughs> complex in the game. Using nothing more than a parachute right and a pistol. Away. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, it's so much fun. If you play Just Cause 2, this is that game times 12 in every wow. direction. Right. Uh, more weapons way larger place to uh to explore like just cause two's island 
was basically one of the three islands in Just Cause 3. Oh, so I, see. It's, I see. Yeah. Um, it's a blast. It's really, really fun. I, I uh, literally like need to go home and play the, the final version of it. Uh, but I'm, it, I had a blast with it when I've demoed it before, and it's so much fun. And David Tennant does um, propaganda messages throughout it, which is pretty <laughs> hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. David Tennant, who uh, you're, my next recommendation would just be a Netflix sub- subscription so people can watch fucking Jessica Jones because it's so good. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh my All god, right. it's so good. Buy your, loved one adjusted, buy your loved ones a Netflix subscription. Or just give them your account, you greedy bastard. No, well, buying them would be you actually uh, stingy, spending money stingy on them. Bastard. That would actually uh, be better than any, any Merry your... Christmas. I wrote my password Here's down my on a piece password. of paper. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Jessica Jones is outstanding. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. David Tennant uh, is scary as fuck. Right. He is, is he the purple the, man. He is the purple man. Oh, okay. He is the most terrifying villain in any superhero adaptation I've ever seen. Whoa! Wow, that's he's, saying a lot. He is. He yes, more more so than the kingpin. He is utterly, utterly terrifying. Wow, nice. You will have bad dreams when you watch Jessica Jones, but you'll still love them anyway. Aww. Well, I hope this uh, tenant guy has a career out of this. Oh, my God. Him. I want to yeah. hit you in the face so he's hard. A new, he's a newcomer, right? I want to punch you in the face so yeah, he had that. Yeah, right he had that uh, failed Fox show, Broadchurch, right? Uh, oh. Oh, I feel like I saw that once, but then I it was really overrated, and I tried watching it and got bored. Oh, my God. I want to – I literally want to just – no, I want to shove this beer bottle up your nose. That's as far as it'll go. Um. So any any uh, uh, uh anything in the comic book world, like any collected versions, any prestige books I should be looking out for, any DVD releases or. God, um, there's that awesome new Avengers Phase Two set that's coming out. It includes the, Is that the uh, Blu-ray, the big Blu-ray box. Yeah, it includes the Power Stone uh, <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy, so you can actually have an Infinity Stone. Oh, nice! All, all of your own. Uh, that's pretty badass. It's coming out on December eighth. Oh, that's uh, cool. With the Ant-Man Blu-ray release, so you can oh, either so just included? buy Ant-Man, or you can buy the whole set that has everything between um, the first Avengers movie and Ant-Man. Wow! It has all of that. Phase one. Um, all phase two. That's phase two. Yeah. Phase two. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, on the comic book side, um, I would highly recommend Wayward, the uh, the deluxe hardcover edition volume one of Wayward from uh, Jim Zub, and I'm so sorry, I'm forgetting the artist name right now, uh, but. I'm sure you can include it at least in like data sure. links. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayward, it's this spectacular book for anyone that ever even had like an anime phase in their lives. <laughs> um, Wayward takes a lot of anime tropes and kind of puts them into a much more real world. And it's all about this girl that grew up in the States and then her she had to move in. Uh, oh, with wait a, a single minute. parent yeah I, I actually read the first two issues of this so the, the deluxe hardcover is gorgeous extremely high quality printing um, it has every single variant cover wow. from all sorts of amazing artists in the back which are 
almost worth the price alone just because it's all these incredible artists doing takes on it. But the story is so much fun. Mm. And there's this amazing amount of discovery. And then there are a couple of twists in the story that really blew me away. That I, I was... As somebody who has been reading comics yeah, yeah. nonstop for work for over a decade, uh, this story had moments that blew me away. That completely. Wow. Oh shocked wow! Me. I think I, I think I stopped reading when it got good. Jeez. All right. I'll I'll definitely keep a lookout for. Yeah. It. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I also uh, I've added that to my Christmas list. There you go. <laughs> Wayward Volume One. Nelson Lugo and fans. <laughs> Uh, all right. So you guys know that I I hate to come on this show without a yeah. little bit of scoop. Yeah, give yeah. us give us give us a tiny give us a taste, it's a little thing, a little scoop. And I mean, I've given you a little bit already with Gotham, but well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease. I'm gonna tease your listeners, and then I'll tell you guys afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, you will. I'm gonna tease your listeners. Yeah, so yeah. oh, this is like what you did with Inhumans. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Uh first off, the movie is going to be fucking spectacular. It's oh, it's a people, it's a big movie. It's a like there's giant 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 movie. Okay. Um and it's going to nobody has any idea what this movie is going to do yet. True. Nobody yeah. has any idea. Um, is it, and, is it not and following it, the and the what it's going to do to Agents of Shield too? Oh, um, one of the newer Avengers. <laughs> go on, go on. Yeah. Has a much larger role in this film than anyone has even contemplated. Okay, and, and and thus a much larger role in all of Phase Three oh, of wow. the Marvel Cinematic Universe I see. than people have contemplated. Oh, and I've been I've been thinking the whole like all day today and on the way here of how like, to how perfectly you phrase, phrase that? that. Yeah, okay. so that's exactly how I'm going to phrase it. And that's it. Well, I think you phrased it really well. And let me just add to that: thwip, thwip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think just that's just shaking it. my head. Uh, oh yeah, that was the sound. That was that the ambient noise. There was Lucas Siegel shaking his head at my sound effect hint. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we need. <laughs> let's stop. Let's stop now. We can turn off the microphone. And yes, then that's what I want we'll to do. Get him. To, we'll yeah. get him to tell. I us. want to turn off the microphone. <laughs> uh, Make him sing. Oh god damn it! Thank you, Lucas Siegel, for being on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Uh, Go read me talking about Star Wars on comicbook.com oh, and we're talking gonna, about oh, Star Wars oh, we're, we're on starwars.com. We're going to link the fuck out of We're going to link a couple of these pieces in the uh, show notes. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, dude, thanks so much for coming by, man. Seriously. Thanks, guys. It's always fun. It's always a treat to have you here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Han soloed you. Once again, we would like to thank Lucas Siegel for being our guest on the program this month. Lucas! He's a handsome man. He is. That's uh, five times a charm. Five times the charm. Uh, he's always very charming. Uh, uh, so I hope I hope you uh, uh, listeners uh, were taking notes uh, and you now know exactly what 
Schaefer and I went for the holidays. So, Lugo, I got to say, yeah. you are a saint. You were so incredibly patient while you listened to at least 20 minutes of solid talk about Star Wars. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was surly the whole time. You were your version of patient. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. You only like pooped your pants once. <laughs> uh, you only acted out. Uh, when we when we turned we, we we took a break and turned off the yeah. mic for a second. Yeah. You, you know, you threw a bit of a tantrum then, but only one. So, well, I job. mean, in my own defense, I was hungry and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was that was great. Uh, to read more of uh, Lucas's stuff, uh, of course, you yeah. can find his work at uh, comicbook.com right. and starwars.com, and we will include links to a couple of the specific pieces we cited in the show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also, he did tell us who that secret character was that he was talking about in the, his. Uh, and it's his, not who you're thinking of. So, if anybody thought that my reference of Marvel sound effects was indicative of, uh, he's dead wrong. I was so wrong. Dead wrong. Just dead. Dead wrong. Profoundly wrong. <laughs> I was profoundly wrong for the first time today. Well, for the first time tonight. Mm. I did a pretty good job about being right about everything that I said today, though. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the part of the day that started before I saw you. <laughs> okay. I was, I was really, I was right on today. My facts were all <laughs> solid. Everything checked out. Uh, yeah, no, my, yeah, my, my, my new job has got me uh, working uh, like, like, a, like a beast, so... <sighs> Let's get out of here. Would you like to do some plugs? Uh, well, I mean, I think you should do the plugs because... No, I think I should do the plugs because we're doing the same damn things. Right. Why don't you let me do them because I know when the dates are. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I do have a pocket computer that has all... I know. Of, okay. I know, Nelson. Yes. I know. I have a fancy space phone. Tomorrow, Friday, November 27th, Nelson Lugo and I will be in Orlando, Florida. Florida! Where we will host the 2015 Best of Show for Big Bang Boom Cabaret. Hey, yes, at the venue in uh, Orlando, Florida. Yeah. It's going to be excellent. They are going to have a number of performers who have uh, graced the Big Bang Boom Cabaret stage over the past year uh, and previously earlier because i have not hosted that show since november 2012 oh it's your triumphant return yes it is oh on saturday november 28th you can come see us at a comic shop in orlando florida florida we're doing an all-day event there uh in their back room the geek easy which is uh fantastic the venue in the room behind the comic book shop where they serve sandwiches and beer and have cabinet video games and let assholes like us speak in their microphones <laughs> on their stages. Starting at 3 p.m., we will be recording a live edition of the Epic Piecast in front of a studio audience, so please feel free to come down and... Yeah, step on by. Uh, roll your eyes at us. Yeah, you might actually be a part of the show if you're lucky. Oh, that's right, because we have no plan for what we're going to do, <laughs> so we could... Probably we have a we have an idea for an idea for a plan. That's all we've ever had for anything that we have ever created together. An idea of an idea. Well, if it ain't broke. At seven p.m., we will be doing a full show uh, where Nelson will do a full set of his magic, and I will do a full set of my sex rhymes and other rap songs. And local Florida rapper IQ, IQ! will be kicking off the show at Absolutely. seven p.m. That's all at a comic shop in Orlando, Florida. 
uh, then uh, at some point, Schaefer is then going to fly back to New York. I'm going to stay in Orlando, Florida. And on Sunday, I'm going to be in Tampa uh, doing a show for Frankie Mark Stone. If you want to know details about that, go see my website. And on Monday, I'm going to be in Gainesville at the Market Street Pub. And I'm going to be doing uh, stories and magic and uh, the Dr. Sin's Freak Island musical sideshow is opening for me. And I love those ladies so damn much. On Friday, December 18th, nothing else in the world fucking matters because The Force Awakens is released. On Saturday, December 19th, I will be at Joe's Pub in New York City where the Pink Room Burlesque will present The Xmas Files, a holiday Burlesque tribute to the X-Files, which I will be hosting as the cigarette smoking man. This show is called X-Files with music by Mark Snow. Oh God, shut up, shut up, shut up, all of you. And that's it. And then, yeah, and then it's Santa's birthday, so get turned. And if you're in the Chicago area, check out Tokens and Tankards opening in Mount Prospect before the end of 2015. Tokens and Tankards, it is an arcade gastropub. If you've wanted to go to an arcade and drink beer and not be surrounded by douchebags, Tokens and Tankards is going to be the place for you. It is all Chicago-made brews and all Chicago-made arcade games. Check it out, opening up December 2015. So it's a friends of yours? Fuck you, Lucas Siegel. Fuck you. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode 37. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. Gobble, gobble. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
We need to get our host out here. Yes. Um, he ain't getting any younger. Norway. So we're going to take a quick uh, break. We're going to take a quick break and we'll fucking God. I'm slurring because I'm drunk. We're going to take a quick break and we will be. How can I not say we will? Doremi Faso Latito. We're, we're going to take a quick break no. and then we will be right back with our guest, Lucas Siegel. Sit down, Lucas. You had an hour. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 